All right, you ready? You ready to go live? Absolutely. All right, look alive. This is the Discuss Metal Podcast with Mason Beard from Symphony of Heaven. Hosted by Dan Terry. Presented by DiscussMetal.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Discuss Metal Podcast. My name is Dan, and I will be your host, interviewer person for the evening. But you guys aren't here to see my dumb face. Uh, You are here to see our guest, who is Mason Beard of Symphony of Heaven. I feel like I have to say it like that because it's it's a brutal name (laughs) for a brutal band. Awesome. Mason plays the drums like a crazy person. And uh and I found that very engaging and something that I wanted to uh kind of dig into a little bit. So uh we've got Mason <laughs> on the show tonight. Mason, what is going on, man? Oh, not much, man. I just got off of doing like this crazy long weekend with the with the doing like a church retreat, so I'm exhausted, but I'll <laughs> I'll uh I'll try and liven it up here. And they're definitely not here to see my dumb face. I can tell you that. That's for sure. I mean, they might be. They see my face all the time, and it's very like, uh, why would somebody do this to us? Uh, sort of situation. And so I try to keep it as I try to keep it as real and as brief as I possibly can. But um, you know, I like to start these interviews off kind of like a little bit autobiographical because it's interesting to me whenever we're talking to somebody from like a band like symphony of heaven, who is a really good band. And I give them my recommendation. No, he did not pay me to say that. Um, I, I, I listened to the music and I enjoyed it. And, um, you know, we became friends based off of that because I'm that shallow. Like if your music sucked, right. I wouldn't be friends. Right. Um, right. that's not, that's not true. I, I'm, I'm down to be, I totally paid him for our friendship. I'm Just down to be good. I'm down to be, I'm down to be friends. Cause you know, we're, you know, <laughs> as long as you're cool, you know, I'm, I'm cool. But, uh, we uh let's get our get ourselves out of that awkwardness but uh sure you know what uh whenever we're talking about like a christian metal band and we're talking about christian music and this is something that people ask me all the time uh Mm -hmm. what got you into music number one like starting off as like a music fan and then also how does one get from and just enjoying music to getting into what most people would consider to be a very specific (laughs) type of music sure Right. Okay. Well, I guess, uh, I guess let's just, let's set a timeline here. So I want you to, how, how old do you think I am? Let's start with that. I, this is, I think you told me before we started recording, you were like 13. So <laughs> is that, uh, is that right? Not, 13? Yeah. yeah. I was close. It's not as far as you would think. No, I'm, <laughs> so I'm 21. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Cool. So I'm, yeah, so there's that. That freaked Stephen uh, Sorrow out when I told him that. When well, I that dude's like 400 him. years old, so that's <laughs> fine. Yeah. Hi, Stephen. Yeah. Hi, Stephen. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so for that frame of reference, uh, yeah, so I think I, w- I was always kind of drawn to music in some way or form. <laughs> I jokingly say it's because of School of Rock, um, the Jack Black movie. <laughs> that's fair. And, uh, I, that's probably why I rock out so hard because that movie had a big influence on my, on my life apparently. But, <laughs> um, I'd say I, I always wanted to play the drums and there was no like particular reason. It's cause I wanted to hit stuff, I guess. 
uh, yeah. So growing up in a Christian home, all I listened to is like what was on the radio and country music. So, uh, you know, a lot of that crap and, uh, which I don't really listen to anymore. Just, because it's okay, you, you can admit it. If you if you jam some country yeah, I, tunes every now and again, you know you're you're yeah, in a safe space on YouTube. Sure, every, you know, in front of everyone. Again, right. I've gone back to it a little bit, but I'm definitely more of a still always going to be a metal guy. So it's one of those things. But uh, it, eventually, uh, at the age of 13, I I started playing drums, and coincidentally, that was the same year I got into metal. Uh, so I I, f- <laughs> I found POD. Uh, when I was 13 and ironically found POD and man, satellite is a perfect record. No arguments. Yeah, no, <laughs> so, I can't, I can't argue with that. Yeah. Yeah, man. So that, so that started it off for me, uh, was POD satellite and, um, by a weird way of transition, I found living sacrifice through that. Cause I read a biography. I'm like, Oh, who's this Jason Truby guy? He used to be in a band called living sacrifice. Well, that sounds awesome. Let's find them. Check them out. Oh boy! <laughs> so, so what's that like going from living, going from POD <laughs> to living sacrifice? Right. It's a question yeah. I've always wanted to ask Jason Truby, yeah. just in reverse. But like, you know, like how do you how do you go from like okay, this is the, like I can listen to this around other people, but yeah. then like you go no, to like, living sacrifice. So what what was your initial impression of living sacrifice? Wait, this is Christian music. Hang on a second. <laughs> mom, look at this. That says Christian music. I, I don't believe that. Goes right for mom. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I was that guy for like a month. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, this stuff's really good. For exactly so, yeah. 30 days. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and now Living Sacrifice is like my favorite band. Uh, I'll be on, like Lance is probably my one of my biggest influences. So, uh, yeah. Dude, funny Lance, <laughs> funny Lance story. I went. Um, oh, I want to hear this. Yeah. So I went to uh, I went to Little Rock uh, about a month ago, and yeah, it was so right. Jealous. It was right before. Uh, don't be jealous. It was a really boring drive, but uh, <laughs> it was cool getting to see Living Sacrifice at the end of it. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. But like, no. So I drove down there or whatever, and uh, they were already playing. By the time I got there, they had started like one song. So like, I, I went into Vino's and I went. Uh, you know, they were playing. They were playing outside. And it was like really, really hot outside. Like, cause I mean, I think this is like, it was like five or six o'clock in the afternoon and, um, <laughs> or in the evening. And I just said afternoon to make it seem like it, I wasn't late, but, uh, it was it's really, really, really hot. And Lance was playing so hard and so fast that like there, cause I kind of like walked like side stage a little bit and it was like watching him play. And there was a dude with like pitchers of water, like, throwing the water onto Lance's legs because he was getting so overheated. Yeah. Playing those songs. Like I, and it just blew my mind. Right. Cause like Lance is like a little dude. Like he's not yeah. like, Oh yeah. He's not like a hundred feet. He does. He doesn't look how he sounds, I guess if, oh, yeah. if that makes sense. So, um, right. yeah, he was incredibly, um, like overheated and it was it was so funny watching somebody just like pouring water on his legs as he just like kept going but yeah so that's just that's just a little side note it's just it was just really 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 cool to see that's awesome man see i've never i've never gotten to see them play and i've never gotten to meet any of them i've talked to arthur like over instagram a couple times but that's the extent of my interaction with them so one day 
it's on the bucket list. I got to see them. Uh, be cool if we could play with them. I would kill for that. But, uh, but yeah, from there, living sacrifice and uh, you know the <laughs> what was solid state records of of old. That's where I uh, that's where I drew most of my influence, and uh, that's kind of how I got into metal in general or, or just music in general. Like I had, you know, I'd started, like I said, about Christian music and country. It was just like Toby Mac and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, just whatever they played on the radio sort of thing. And then it's like, oh, they don't play POD on the radio. Oh, that's weird. They do. <laughs> I mean, the first yeah. time I heard POD was on the radio. I think it was Rock right. the Party. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a good song. Yeah. And well, all my all my bros in high school were like, bro, this is like Christian music. And I was like, this is not Slayer. Yeah. like. <laughs> exactly but who is i mean really but uh yeah well they don't play it here anymore is my point <laughs> that's fair. Radio, they abandoned everything that wasn't skillet and i <laughs> i cannot stand skillet simply because of how often i heard that crap here so no well, offense to him yeah to them, but. john cooper is a super nice dude i don't like his music oh, but he's a super it, nice yeah. dude yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. I like all of them. I just don't care for his music. That's all. Yeah, that's it's fair. Personal. That's fair. Yeah. So, so you go from so you go from peyote to living sacrifice, yep. and you know, like, you're, what was the first living sacrifice album that you heard? Reborn. Reborn. Uh, nice. I, I think it would be yeah. So since I'm, I I basically came in right when everything was kind of already out. So everything that's out now, I was I was it was all there basically. Okay. Um, so it was right. Cause yeah, 13. Was, Got it. Okay. Yeah. Cause I'm, cause I'm young. Uh, <laughs> I don't look it. People tell me I look like I'm 35, but, um, yeah, it's so the beard. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Oh, I know what it is. It's the, it's the beard and like the premature baldness. I understand. Oh, yeah. It's just, it is what it is. I don't know why I showed YouTube all of that. That's okay. Yeah. YouTube loves that stuff, man. They like the, the, the behind the scenes. They want to see how the yeah. sausage is made. Sure. I think I'm the only band member who can't grow his hair out. So I'm just going to, I'm going to be the one guy that's just going bald. So that's uh, okay. I'm, I'm going to call this video when it's done. Like, I'm just going to call it balding 13 year old. And then like, <laughs> we'll go viral, man. Like it'll be, it'll be a whole thing. But uh, like 13 year old has a really impressive beard. Uh. <laughs> so you heard reborn. Where, where do you go from reborn? Oh man, where do I go from reborn? Well, basically I just explored <laughs> all of living sacrifice. Um, uh, all, uh, of course I, at the time I liked Bruce's voice more than DJ's. And, uh, that was just a personal preference cause I could understand Bruce a lot easier. And, uh, as time has gone on, I have thoroughly enjoyed everything else that I've heard from them. So, gotcha. uh, you know, it's just one of those, I have a really weird taste. Like the first time I, this is going to sound like blasphemy, but the first time I heard Extol, I did not like it. Um, bro. But as, as time went on, I'm like, this is amazing. Why did I not like this? So like that last album is another perfect album. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things I, I come back around eventually, but I think for most people, and I, I think for me, especially starting out, I, definitely prioritize vocals over anything else. Even though I could appreciate heavy music, I didn't have like a real barometer for it. 
right or really understand that like like what it takes you know that that a yeah. band like like a band's drumming could be so good that the drummer needs like somebody pouring cold water on him while he's while he's <laughs> right. drumming you know but like yeah i mean i think i think vocally like extol is definitely an acquired taste i think it yeah it wasn't until because the first time i heard extol i was also kind of like ooh, i don't know about this right it wasn't until i got like really into zeo like hardcore right. that i was like oh, okay now yeah. i get it you know it wasn't it wasn't this it wasn't those vocals it was the clean the weird clean ones that threw me oh that you didn't like the bruce was. dickinson vocals <laughs> oh no, not at first they're like the really weird yeah that was really weird vocals i didn't care for them at first now i love them but it was that was what took me a minute <laughs> you know I, that's a, that's funny because like i liked zeo living sacrifice and then zeo w- was like right there with me so um you know, and then like becoming the archetype and oh man, what was the other one? <sighs> I can't remember, but yeah, those were, those were the bands, man. <laughs> that was it. Ruined me. No, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I I have a very similar story. Um, I'm not going to tell it here, but um, sure. you know, yeah, I totally, totally get that. So like when you say you got into like solid state bands, Mm-hmm. Was that something you were cognizant of at a young age? Like, oh, if I if I buy stuff from this particular label, kind of, I'm in for. Uh, I'm, I know that I'm in for a good time. It's like a like a quality check, kind of. Uh, so I found so somehow some way I found through like church garage sales, like I found a whole like uh, I found a DVD of all of Tooth and Nails like videos between '93 and '99. Nice. And so I, I watched all those. That's how I found out about like Stave's Acre and MXPX. And, uh, that's the first time I saw reject on a, on a TV screen Nice <laughs> and, uh, strong arm, stretch arm, strong, all that good stuff. Um, so I found that. And I, I also found this is solid state volume six on CD. Oh, okay. Man, yeah. That was an experience. First time ever hearing <laughs> blast beats. <laughs> I was like, whoa, becoming the archetype. Oh, that's what that blew me away. Oh, Demon Hunter was that other band that kind of got me in. That's yeah. what it was. I don't know why I blanked on them, but yeah. So that was that was kind of my experience. I was kind of aware. It's like, oh, I'm going to get this similar sound or bands that sound like this because I don't know where else to start looking sort of thing. Sure. Mm-hmm. Now, was that around the time that you had kind of a spark to want to, you know, because it's easy for all of us to be uh, mm-hmm. fans of music and it, there comes a point where you can either be a, be a, uh, be a musician mm-hmm. or, you know, be a guy that talks about music on, on the internet. Uh, but, you know, uh, so like what, uh, you know, what, what, what was that kind of the stuff that inspired you to kind of want to start playing music? So... I guess I, I think a better way of putting that would be to start writing music because I'd always wanted to play drums. And I, I think at the time my goal was to like get on the church worship team and it wasn't going to go any further than that sort of thing. Um, if I remember correctly, but when I started getting into this stuff, I'm like, man, I want to start a band. And uh, let me tell you, that was a struggle and a half in the middle of nowhere, Indiana. And, uh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So that didn't, it didn't quite work out like I wanted it to. Um, so it's always a, always a good time with that, but 
When did you start playing drums? So yeah, when I was th- when I was thirteen, I started. I took lessons. So yesterday, so I, I know I'm, I'm a poser. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. <laughs> it was yesterday. Sweet. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep making that joke right. over and over again. I apologize. Hey, that's that's cool, dude. I don't I don't mind at all. I'm I'm used to that kind of humor, so it's all good. <laughs> but I yeah. So it was. I took lessons, so I'm a poser. I know that, but it was only to get like basic feel down. Um, so my drum teacher was kind of. Uh, uh, he was kind of an inf- a big influence at the time as well. He he played uh, in a band called Parenchyma, um, just locally here, but I think all their stuff's on Spotify. Um, but he had a very interesting <laughs> style of playing, and I think I adapted that a little bit into my style of playing. And then I start, you know, what he was teaching me, I would come home and practice, but I'd also throw in, you know my earbuds and listen to uh, learn to play ravage ritual or uh, reject or uh, trials, you know, from strong arm. So that sort of thing. So at that time, I'm just kind of galloping towards this, (laughs) this heavy sound, whether I'm playing it well or not is a different story. Um, Probably was not, but you know, it is what it is. So yeah, I don't, yeah. So Basically, we, that's that's when I started wanting to write music. It, short answer. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. We, yeah, you know me. We got we got all the time in the world. Uh, <laughs> so you know, whenever you go from you know playing, you know, wanting to write music and trying to find a band, which is kind of ironic to me because I remember when I was trying to form like Christian metal bands back in the day, the hardest member of the band for me to find was a drummer. You know, like, like there's a joke that goes around online that like, if a drummer gets sick, then like four bands are out of a drummer, you know, I'm well aware. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) See around here, for whatever reason, you could throw a rock and hit a drummer out here in Indiana, at least in my circles, you could find a drummer anywhere. You can find anybody play piano, you know, the hardest people or, or sing the hardest people to find were the guitar players. And now I now I have a good like batch of them, but the hardest people are the freaking bass players because there apparently isn't a bass player for two hundred miles out here. Dude, if you need a so. bass player, I'll just load up a van of dudes that I know and drive them up there. <laughs> like that's insane. <laughs> right. We we were like you couldn't you couldn't you couldn't like walk a <laughs> foot down here in St. Louis without tripping over a bass player. I don't know how that works. They, they all moved there, I guess. All the drummers moved to Indiana. All the bass players moved to Missouri. So, and I wish I'd have known that back in the day. That this is valuable advice. It's valuable, man. I still can't find a bass player. I have so many <laughs> guitar friends now, and you know, drummer friends, but I couldn't find a bass player to save my life. So, it is what it is. I can't honestly say there are not. I don't know many drummers out here in Indiana that play the uh play like i do <laughs> at least in this central indiana area right yeah so you got a, you got a whole bunch of like ska and jazz drummers out there a lot of jazz which i a mean a jazz drummer is not necessarily like not a metal drummer you know no it's it's not a bad thing it's just there's a lot of worship drummers a lot of ska a lot of jazz um and then just a lot of garage rock type stuff so uh yeah so full disclosure, I, I like I listened to your new record today while I was while I was barbecuing, and awesome. uh, they they went it went to it was a very good pairing it went together very well. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm good. Just scourging meat with hot fire and listening to these like raging metal <laughs> tunes. Right. Like yeah. it's, it's pretty yeah. much pretty perfect. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, but I mean, the, these, be- <laughs> your music in symphony of heaven doesn't sound anything like, like living sacrifice or Zao or yeah. anything like that. So there, uh, there has to be, if I'm detecting this correctly, there, there has to be some sort of like, deeper delve into um extreme music so like how did how did that kind of come about because like because up to this point we've been talking about metalcore bands but like you don't get you don't get a band like symphony of heaven with a bunch of dudes listen to metalcore right right well this is the thing we get a we have a hodgepodge mix of it so um a lot of i i came into this like i started getting into like black metal when I was 18 um, for this is for reference. Like I was into the death metal stuff a little bit or, or whatever you want to call living sacrifice and all that stuff. It's metalcore ish death metal elements type stuff. Sure. Um, so I, I started finding my way into all that um, started getting into like the, the Christian black metal stuff. Cause I'm like, Oh, I'm allowed to listen to this. All right, let's go for it. Um, so I found horde and stuff like that. Um, the first black metal band that really got me was Ceremonial Sacred. Our war is uh, only like, against hell. Yeah. Yeah, man. That band is so awesome. I And so from there, I kind of like, oh, okay, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, so it started going from, you know, from living sacrifice to more black metal oriented stuff. And then uh trying to think of like more death metal. Oh, like immortal souls came in soul embraced is more of a death metal band sort of stuff. Good old soul embraced. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then eventually I finally decided like, Oh, well I wait, I can, why don't I listen to the bands that influenced my favorite bands, <laughs> you know, there it like is. Metallica or, or Slayer. I don't, I, I like master of puppets, but, uh, and ride the lightning. But outside of that, well, you I don't, don't like, like reload. Come on. No, Oh God! Yeah, it it ain't Dan. It ain't my bitch. All right, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Sorry to all the Christian listeners. I offended by swearing. No, it's all good. You're you're on discuss metal. You're allowed to say whatever you want. Uh, It's like it's like it's like a free pass. Yeah, Uh, exactly. (laughs) So yeah, I found you know Slayer and uh, dude. I I think honestly, where where it all came together was death. It it was for it was death for me all the way. So sound of perseverance broke my brain and <laughs> went from there. So if that helps with the sound of the drums anyways, for the album, it, if I had to explain it, it's a mixture of Lance from living sacrifice with Gene Hoagland, Sean Reinert and uh, Richard Christie of death. So stuff like that with, I don't know, uh, dark side from Migwa. I guess is a, is a good. Okay. Uh, that's answer. a deep cut. Yeah. It's a good um, band. Man. <laughs> no, it is. It is. And you know, I think the first time I heard symphony of heaven and this was during one of my, like, what I like to do is I like to go like, I'll pick a record label and mm-hmm. I'll listen to everything that they have. Mm-hmm. And Rottweiler is always one that I kind of always kind of go back to. Cause like, there's always like the sheer, the sheer diversity of bands that they have, like they, they kind of like match a lot of different types of styles. And I like that about it. Um, 
I think you know because you can you a band like Symphony of Heaven can be on the same label as like Rave Robber, right? Like right. two totally different worlds, you know. Right. Yeah. But I absolutely. think yeah, I think that's super cool. But the thing that I the thing that struck me about Symphony of Heaven especially was just that like it was very like I, the first thing I, I thought was first of all it sounds like a band. Uh, there there's a lot of like Christian extreme metal stuff that sounds like one dude in a basement, and I'm not like trashing i'm not like trashing those guys because like obviously one of my favorite records ever was was horde and that was just one dude in a studio granted it was like the most talented dude on earth like the chuck norris of of drums right but like it is uh one of those one of those things where you know i'm not knocking that stuff but i like i like a diverse set of influences sure within a band and so like the first thing i think i said to you even was like yeah Symphony Heaven's cool. They sound like a band. Yeah, you know what I mean, like like a real, yeah, like a real band. You know, like people that, like like dudes that sat down and like thought about what they were gonna do before Mm -hmm. they did it. You know, and like absolutely, uh, and that that was my thing. So like, what? Um, first of all, like to back up a little bit, what was your first band? What? When did when did that dream come true and you started like actually doing stuff on your own? Oh man. In all reality, it kind of was Symphony of Heaven. Like I had started a band around here with just friends and it never went anywhere. We never recorded anything. We had a website, but I'm very embarrassed, so I'm not going to say it. Uh, but then I, I kind of forged, the video a, description. <laughs> forged a, like a little project out of that called Mystic Winter with my, um, with my bandmate, uh, Daniel, who lives around here. Uh, I would like to work on some new stuff with him at some point in the future, but he, uh, he ended up breaking his arm and didn't realize it. Oh no. (laughs) So so he's out, he's out for a little while. So that's why we haven't done anything. I've been promising people like a, a good three song EP for like, apparently like going on two years. It feels like, trust me, bro. It's already, it's almost finished. You know, dude sitting there with a broken arm. Like, what are you talking about? been working on so many blast beats you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that was kind of the first band we recorded this really crappy uh ep i'm like oh this sounds like black metal and it's like the most <laughs> like it's it, it's basically like an abortion of black metal it's just not good dude. yeah that's what you should call it you should call it abortion of black metal like that's probably it would probably be that would make it more marketable that's for sure <laughs> it definitely would. I mean, th- there are people out there that like really love that like vacuum cleaner, just oh. guitar distortion. You know, yeah. Dude, people told me they were like, "Oh, I like it. It's not. It's not. You know, it 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 could use some work, but it's not bad." I'm I'm like, that is the like, dude. I would throw that in a dumpster, like the dumpster on fire, and throw it in the back of a truck. Like, it's it's <laughs> the not problem. Good. The problem with Christian music is that like, you know, there's a lot of really nice people. You know what I mean? Like, so it's one of those things where it's like, there's a lot of nice folks that have the best of intentions that sure. are, they're not going to like tell you, you suck, right? Like there, there has to be something that differentiates them from like the, the mainstream metal crowd. Right. So like they're going to give you encouragement when other people aren't going to give you encouragement. But sure. then what you end up with is like bands that sound absolutely horrible. I'm not going to name, right. Not gonna name who those bands are because we want to be friends with everybody here on Discuss Metal. But like it is one of those things where it is noticeable. You know, if mm-hmm. I have enough drinks, I'll tell you what bands they are, but I'm not gonna do <laughs> I'm not gonna do it live. 
Uh, <laughs> but like the the whole thing of it is, is that, like, you know, that that is one of those weird things. Cause like, I remember this was years ago. This was like 2004. I think it was. Yeah. And, um, I bought a Casio keyboard mm-hmm. and so I figured out how to do like drums on a keyboard, right? Like just like garbage, yes. like, like trash drums, like just like, <laughs> circle, like of the, dust, circle of dust style. Yeah, hey, I get it. <laughs> hey, I love circle of dust. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, but they, they were trash drums. Like they were terrible. Like, like, <laughs> Uh, you give me brainchild drums over there. Like I should have sampled the drums from brainchild. Right. Uh, (laughs) But like the thing of it was, is that like, I'm just laying down these drums. And then like, I think at the time I had like a, like a windows XP machine, I want to say. And so I had this, like, you remember those old, um, maybe you don't, uh, but, uh, there, (laughs) there are these old, uh, microphones that used to put on top of your PC, kind of like how you put a webcam now. Uh, oh yeah, kind of like what uh, I've got going. What I've got going about. on here. Oh um, yeah, mm-hmm. I see you webcam. Yeah, but like the uh, and so I would just like stand a little bit back from it, and I, I'm like laying on these trash drums, and I'm just like, ah, you know, like like as loud as I could, like. Uh, and I, at the time, I didn't think that I was like making fun of black metal, like or grindcore, but like I clearly was. Um, oh yeah. And then like I, I would get out like my guitar, and I'd like play like some like absolutely pedestrian riff. Like I mean, just. Yeah, <laughs> just horrible. And so, like, we'd go with that for like two hours. I, I, I'd go with like for like two hours, and I like I produced like a a four song EP, and I posted it in this Christian metal form, and they bought it. Link, link in description. No, <laughs> bro, it's not. You're not gonna ever hear that. I'll send it to you later. But like, it is one of those weird things. Like, you could do stuff like that, and people would like yeah. it. And I remember, like, me and Joe from Discography Discussion, we were. Um, yes. We were we we started a Christian grindcore band called Zombie Devourment, right? And I feel uh, like I've heard that name. Yeah, you, my you probably dive. have. <laughs> Zombie Devourment only recorded two songs <laughs> and made waves uh. in the Christian underground metal scene. Uh, it, one of them was the Centurion Outpost theme song, which was a Christian metal magazine that I started back in 2005. Right. And, uh, and we had a podcast or like whatever the equivalent of a podcast was in 05. Um, yeah. we, we did that and we recorded a th- theme song, which is like Joe playing some just trash riff, fake drums over it. And I was like in a closet, like, you know like it was just so dumb and uh <laughs> and we recorded that and then we recorded another song called zombie devourment and it ended up on a it ended up on a compilation Whoa. called grinding spiritual death oh my and what's the only thing notable about that about that compilation is that it featured a band you may have heard of called impending doom it was like their fur, like one of their very first recordings. We were on a, uh, we were on a compilation with Impending Doom, like, but that's like, that's just one of those things where, like, I guess the point I'm trying to make with that is that, like, that's where the quality was. You could get right. a band like Impending Doom, who's good, like a real band, you know, right. like doing something, right. exactly. and then yeah, and then like you had like me and my friend like messing around on our like Windows XP computers, you sure. know. 
Exactly. Well, I think I think a big reason for that is because you can't find anybody else that likes this stuff. And they're like, well, I'm just going to do it myself. You know, I think that's a big part of it. And uh, that's how I took it. That's how I took it, too. Like, that's how I started doing this. I'm like, well, how do I play piano? How do I play drums? Uh, how do, well, I knew how to play drums. Uh, how do I play bass? You know, that sort right. of stuff. How just, do I scream? Just play guitar well, very simply. Yeah. Right. Well, I've gotten much better at screaming. That That is a skill I've retained somehow. There is a song out there that most people don't know is me uh, because I used another pseudonym. I don't know why I'm so good at pseudonyms, but I'm good at them. So I'll send that to you later. But <laughs> it's, it's Breaker by Four Today. No. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Four Today, so that's fair. <laughs> you would. Um, no, it's fine. That sounds like I'm slamming yeah. Four Today for some reason. It's I'm, I'm not. It's all good. Uh, you done a for today episode no we haven't you don't want to hear that uh, i'll be on that i'll be on that show to be like a supporter so that's fair you you do <laughs> yeah, that i'm i'm just gonna <laughs> i'm gonna do yeah, what i do you just got to put up with it but like uh <laughs> yeah i mean i think it's interesting so like you so how did you how did you end up sorry to, to bring this a little bit back no, more yeah. on, on what good. we were talking about uh what like how did you end up hooking up with symphony of heaven uh, well, the wonders of the internet. Uh, so I kind of, I think my first connection was with uh, their their first label was called Nasral Recordings, which was run by Mike Mike Lawson or Mike Larson. I'm sorry, Mike. I love you, dude. Uh, you hey, might even call it Nasral Recordings. I mean, you know, <laughs> I know, right? Uh, you might know him from Frost Like Ashes. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. They're so not started, far from me. Like, they're like Kansas City, right? Yeah, I think so. Or, or they used to be. I think they're all spread out now, but that's where they kind of started from, is my understanding. Okay. But he started that label, and he signed Symphony of Heaven, Ascending King, and Children of Wrath. Those were like the first three bands he signed. And I was like, dude, this is cool. Uh, so I guess to to back up for a minute, I since I was 15, I did start doing writing and stuff like that and doing everything I could to uh, like promote the scene that we were in and just promote bands, the crap out of bands. I had this crappy little blog that I wrote reviews on and everything from like uh, a believer extraction from mortality to um, the band, what we do in secret, their uh, EP. Okay. So like, now they're on face down records. So that was a pretty cool achievement. Uh, I was like, Oh, it was like one of their first interviews. That's cool. I did this. But, yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> I did something important. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where I slowly was starting to get into more involved in the scene the best I could, because there's no scene here. Um, so I called up Mike, uh, or, or we emailed back and forth and then we, we spoke over the phone and I, uh, I became the A&R guy. So, or A&R guy, you know, at whatever age I was like 17. Uh, so, right. <laughs> so I, uh, I did end up signing a couple bands to that label, uh, the beckoning and, uh, like a one man band called shadow puncher. Um, okay. Those were both, I was both pretty shout out to shadow puncher. Cool. Yeah. Shadow puncher, man. I miss that guy. that made some good music. Um, <laughs> but uh, so we had like a group chat going and I was in it with, uh, with Logan of symphony of heaven. And so got to know each other pretty well. 
And uh, basically throughout that whole time, I'm like, hey, man, if you ever want to do this live, I will play drums for you. I already learned the songs off the first album, which was a which was a band that <laughs> was one guy in his basement recording a whole album for the it happens to the best of us. Yeah, exactly. So the first album, that's what it sounds like. And uh, he and I have talked about doing like a re-recording of all those songs in the future. Um, so we might do that at some point. Uh, but, uh, so that's kind of how we, we met. And so we started working together on, on practicing and that sort of thing. And at the exact same time, the band Tomoridus, which is from, uh, Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, they contacted me through Twitter, similar interaction, you know, spoke to each other over there for a long time. Uh, before I got rid of Twitter because it's trash. Um, but <laughs> uh, I started hot take. Not really. Care. Not really. I, yeah, I, I didn't say anything political. I just said I hate Twitter. That's it. I'm just. That's it. But uh, you're, you're fine. <laughs> uh, sorry, Joe. If this is a pain to edit, but uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, what, I lost my trip. Oh yeah. So I interacted with uh, with David of Tomoris, and he had asked me to play drums for them at the same time. And by way of default, basically uh, symphony of heaven and Tomoridis are basically the same band, except one member is different in each band. Okay. So me, Logan and David are all are in all uh, are all three in both bands. So it's in Tomoridis, it's David and his wife, Courtney, and then me and Logan in Symphony of Heaven, it's me, David, and Logan, and our uh, the the Finnish legend, as I call him, uh, Ero Tertson. And uh, you ever heard of the band Renaissance? I have. He used to be in that, or he still is in that band. So okay, mm-hmm. I was pretty blown away when I'm like, oh, we're oh, well, that's intimidating. Funny story about that guy. First time I ever met him, he came to my house to practice because I didn't want to take my drum kit to Evansville. Um, <laughs> so bro, you're going to have to come over here. Or ain't nothing going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So he gets there before David and Logan. I've already met David and Logan. I know David and Logan. So it's like, okay, that's kind of weird. This tall Finnish guy who like barely talks at all. It's like <laughs> the most surly dude you've ever, <laughs> it's just, you know, that's you never thing. know if you guys are cool or not. i do now because i know him right i know his sense of humor but like oh my gosh i was the most nervous wreck around that guy but (laughs) we get we get down to the basement we go we start practicing we start practicing i've never played to a click track mind you so at this point i'm trying to learn how to play to a click track and uh i uh he like basically after the practice you know how how uh logan's like man you're doing really good like you're getting there you're getting there man you're you're doing a really good job and david's you know same way Errol walks up to me and he just puts his hand on my shoulder and looks me in the eyes and goes practice practice a lot <laughs> <laughs> just like, dude <laughs> you can't so pay for that kind of honesty though no well, it's like that. It's like the American being too nice sort of thing. And then the, you know, Scandinavian people are just going to be like, dude, you suck. Just like quit. now. <laughs> That's a cultural thing, though, like because we've 
some of the people that I've interviewed over, you know, um, you know, I, one of the questions I like to ask people is like, Hey, what is it like touring Europe versus touring America, you know, the U S and, uh, right. a lot of the times it's like, they're like, yeah, it's funny going to Europe because people are just so much more like to the point about things. So like, they'll walk up to you and be like, you played this song different on album than you play it live you know like like well like yeah. stuff like that uh-huh. and it's like it's like what happened you know and people would be like really really mad because they're like oh mm-hmm. well you know why would you say what way to be a jerk or whatever and it's like they're not being jerks <laughs> it's it's literally a hundred percent like oh okay um obviously they're just being more like upfront and like there's a little bit of language barrier there too because like yes. if you're not a hundred percent english speaker you're not going to know all the nuances much the same way if you and I learn how to speak like a different language, we're not going to know all the ins and outs of, of what it is. We're going to, we're going to sound basic and probably kind of mean, you know? And like, that is, that is so funny. It's just like practice, you know, it's like, but it's like actually really friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was sage advice and uh, I have since practiced many a time. So it worked out in the end. Uh, It, yeah, so basically for that whole like first year of being in a band with him, I'm like, man, I just suck so bad. <laughs> so <laughs> and then and then uh and then we started recording the album. So we released that single You Shall Be As Gods in January of 2020. Yes. And we ended up so we started recording the drums anyways. All the stuff was kind of tracked for all the other songs or a couple of the songs. Anyways, uh, probably a couple days prior, we started tracking in March of 2020. The weekend that everything <laughs> went to shit. <laughs> so I, I tracked one song that weekend because it was my first time recording. Yeah. And so it took a long time to do. So with that in mind, uh, I drove home from Evans from Evansville. So that's like a three hour drive. And that was the last time I basically left my house for like, you know, I don't remember. Like, I don't know. Two years. Yeah. No, yeah. I felt like two years. Yeah. I was like, whoa, <laughs> at least two weeks. Then, then we started having, uh, like we got to take our recycling and stuff to get taken care of. I'm like, well, I'll do it. Our, I'll house, do it. Is, <laughs> our house is starting to stank. Yeah. <laughs> we have a plague. Um, so basically, at that time, you know, we're not getting together to record. I don't have any equipment here yet at that point to record. I do now, but at the time we didn't have anything. So we're just like sitting around. We're like, I don't know what to do. So Sean of Rottweiler Records contacts us and he's like, so when are we getting this album done? Sort of thing, like in the middle of it. And it's like, um, what are you doing? That's a great do? question. Yeah. It's like, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I guess we'll find out. But basically, that EP, The Ascension of Extinction, came out. This is going to sound really bad, but to buy us time <laughs> for the album. You got to do so, what you got to do, man. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's so not like Logan you didn't put out music. Yeah. Right. So I'm not actually on that EP because of, because of that uh, stipulation. So he... Logan tracked three of the songs all by himself, you know, drums, all that stuff. And Ero did one on the, it was the last song on the AP, uh, mountain of man's ignorance, which is like, Oh my gosh, that's so fun to play live. Um, <laughs> it just kicks you right in the teeth. Yeah. Uh, something in the water over there in Finland, man. I tell you what, <laughs> but, 
Uh, it's called talent. Talent is in the water. <laughs> it ain't here. Uh, but, um, so over luckily and, and probably wisely over the course of that time that I had to myself, uh, I spent a lot more time playing drums, studying drums, trying to get better as, as well as I could, you know what I mean? And, uh, like the next time I went down to record a song, it was, you know, it was, it was like nothing. It was easy. And, uh, they, each, each session I kept getting better. Uh, according to Logan, it's not like an arrogant thing. I promise. Um, <laughs> but you know, over time, I just, I just kept working at it and kept working at it. And eventually it kind of paid off and yeah. So, so how did the, uh, how did the hookup with the Rottweiler go? Um, that's a good question. Uh, so like, so Nasrul folded back in, was it, it 17 tw- or 18? I think it folded in 19, 19. Wow. Okay. Hey, maybe it didn't. I don't remember. I think it started in 17 and uh and folded <laughs> and folded no, that's in fair. yeah i I, I, I wasn't like paying attention but yeah i wasn't either that was the problem <laughs> but, dude you're the uh, bloody a and r come on i realized that needless to say i didn't get a lot of money from that channel. <laughs> i love you what <laughs> <laughs> what uh, do but, you mean yeah what do you mean so basically i think if I if I had to guess, either Mike, you know, pushed us around to Rottweiler, okay. or it was by way of of taking the head of Goliath. Um, we played with them at Audio Feed 2019, and uh, really hit it off with all those guys. Uh, Steve, if you're listening, I miss you, dude. We gotta hang out. Some they seem so, scary. Their mu- music's very scary. It's certainly, they're very scary. It's certainly aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they're <laughs> they're very scary. Oh my gosh. Uh, so intimidating. I got some fun stories with those guys, man. I tell you, uh, that this is, uh, this is just kind of the way it went that weekend for me. <laughs> so since I'm playing, I was playing double duty. I was playing for symphony and Tomoritus two separate days. So the last day it's for Tomoritus. We're going to play. I end up locking my keys in my truck with my drum kit. So, you know, genius move right there. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of stressful. So I'm like freaking out. I'm like 19 or 18 at the time. Like, um, what do I do? What do I, what do I do? So, uh, I get my bandmates. We are trying to figure this out. And, uh, Steve from taking the head of Goliath comes over and, uh, he's helping us out. And that dude is Probably like this is not to be mean. He's like five six, maybe, or something like okay. that. He's kind of he's a short guy. And I had a you know, like I it was a it was a two-window truck, but it had like the little flaps in the back sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. It could open. I had broken the latch on one of those uh one of those flaps a while back because of once again, locking uh, locking ourselves out of the car when we were working on a fuse or something like Bro, that. Bro, we need to get you a what's called a tile. <laughs> yeah. And that's something. where you can like play a little beep from your phone that'll go to your keys and you don't have to Well, if I had a if I had a change my that life. Truck was, that truck that truck was a piece of crap, but yeah, I understand. 
So basically we just like, at one point we lifted Steve up and he went through that little slot and unlocked the truck. I'm like, this is amazing. This is great. So I, I played, uh, played pretty well that day. Some ant, like, some ant man like, stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. We Slim Jim Steve is the man. That's what we, so we call him now, but, uh, I totally derailed on that conversation. Uh, uh, you were asking how we got to Rottweiler. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Those are my two guesses is, is, uh, Mike or, or, uh, taking that to Goliath, you know, shipping us around sort of thing. I, I honestly don't know. Or just Sean heard it and was like, Oh, that's cool. That's cool. But, but it's nice to have some sort of like official backing, you know? Oh yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's pretty cool to be on the same label with immortal souls and soul embraced. You know what I mean? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> that was pretty dope. And then, and then scald and, and VM. Oh man, my God. So oh, good. Yeah. Oh man. That that's what solidified black metal being good for me. Ceremonial sacred started it for me. Scald and VM was like, Oh, this is, this is, this is a valid life decision. <laughs> this is next level. Well, and I'm going to, I'm going to dig into this a little bit because okay. like, there's some other things that you have done which is actually like where here's all the things that you've done um, oh. <laughs> that that you did like that uh, that whenever I became familiar with you because I remember there was a couple of weeks for a long time where I just got nothing but constant Facebook notifications from a page called the Bearded Dragon. So let's talk about let's talk about the yeah. Bearded Dragon for a minute. So that that was. That began as the blog. So the blog I had mentioned earlier, I started that. I called it the Bearded Dragon's Metal. Um, so we went with that, and I, I wrote articles on there up until 2018. And I guess along the way, I'm like, you know what? I, I think it would be really cool to do like a sampler or like a compilation. So I just gathered all these bands that I had talked to, and uh, we... You know, I threw up a couple songs for free, of course, uh, just to promote promote the bands further. So each each one, I got a few more, and then eventually, I just put out a full like thirty two track compilation. Right, man, that was a lot of emails sent back and forth, and I, I loved every second of it, and I do that all the time now. So, but man, that was a <laughs> that was a journey and a half, I tell you, <laughs> but. So I started doing that and eventually I just kind of, I think it was um, the first thing I realized, I, like I realized I wanted to release was I was reading some about some grindcore band called the Flactorophia. I remember, that, I remember them. Yeah. Tra yeah. Trash drums. Yep. Uh, mm -hmm. A guy that was going like, right, right. <laughs> the cricket vocals into the mic. Yeah. Right. yeah. Well, I kind of, I wanted, I, I saw that the, that guy passed away, um, like tragically yeah. at a young age. Now I feel kind of bad for making fun no, of him. No, don't. Yeah, I understand. But, uh, I, I kind of, I contacted the guy who had, who I had associations with him and put it out and he was like, I don't think there'd be a problem, you know, if you really like re-released it. So like on the, I don't know like 15th anniversary or 20th anniversary of his passing. I, I re-released that. And that was the first release of bearded dragon productions. Okay. Yeah. Cause uh, I remember that band name from a long time ago. 
Yeah, so it was oh, like it yeah. was like a re-release. I think it was, you know what? It was probably like ten years. Not not like I don't think it was fifteen, yeah. but ten no, feels yeah. about right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I started with that, and from there, I I took a lot of those uh, black metal bands with only one person in their basement recording, and uh, I <laughs> I put them out through that label. Just once again, doing whatever I could to promote the scene. Um, yeah. I love everybody who is on my label. So that's not an attack on you. I promise. I, <laughs> yeah. So yikes. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fine. <laughs> uh, no, I get what you're saying though. Like, cause yeah. I, I came in hot, like, Oh, these bands are the one guy in a basement or whatever. You know, know. like, and it's and not was- that that's bad. Like, it's fine. I've heard plenty of like, yeah. dude, have you ever heard, have you ever heard scepter of blood by grim? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, I, I love I that. Have. I love that record. It's a, uh, it's a, okay. uh, it's one dude. Okay. Uh, sure. And it's like a Christian black metal album, and I I love okay. it. Okay, Grim. Okay. Like it sounds yeah, like it sounds like out. shit, but like I love it. Like, <laughs> right. You know, uh, it is what right, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. There's some exactly. like acoustic instrumental songs on there that make me feel something, man. But uh, you know, like I, I think it's I think it's interesting though because like you did that, and then you also did uh, you also did like a magazine, right? If I'm yeah. if I'm remembering correctly. Was yeah, that was well, the magazine the blog or no? So <laughs> so simultaneously, I was writing for the blog, and at one point, when Indivision Music came back, um, yes, I I emailed or twittered or whatever. I just like, hey, I would love to write for you guys, and they allowed me to do so, and oh, I was only there yeah. for. Yeah, I was only there for a little while, but I wrote over 200 articles um, with them. I had a lot of free time. Uh, but <laughs> at one point, uh, I was let go from Indivision Music. Uh, I don't really know why. He was just like, hey, we're we're good here. <laughs> so they were like, oh, <laughs> trying not to take it personal. That's fair. Uh, I mean, yeah. I, I, but yeah. It, yeah, I don't know. I yeah no I, I I've let that go so it, it's all good it's all good in the hood I still I don't talk to Brandon like at all but uh, we're still like friends on Facebook or whatever, I know so. I know there's like uh, I know they're not necessarily focused on just metal yeah um, that might right. have been part of it I don't know I'm not gonna try to like dissect like no yeah no, I that's think, it I'm I gonna think, get I'm gonna get you and Brandon actually, on a on a YouTube <laughs> thing what you guys I, what are gonna I hash believe- it out in front of everybody yeah. What I believe it was, and this is just speculation, but I remember we had been talking about a band that we did not care much for. And uh, this goes back into what you were saying about people being too nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I opted to review this album. And even though I did not like it and still don't like it, I gave it a favorable review. Um just because I didn't want to be a bro, bro, <laughs> you can't, yeah. you cannot do that. I I realize that, but also is this not is fair like, to anybody involved. I realize that, and so I totally understand why he got rid of me. But at the time, I'm just like trying to be too nice, and that was my that was my problem. Um, now, if I were to look back, I would have given it like a two and just moved on. Um, <laughs> This is it's my own fault, Dan. I'm well aware of this. Uh. <laughs> I I have a funny story about that. If you if you would, please do. If you would, I, 
if you would indulge me a little bit here. You um, have the floor, sir. <laughs> I know it's not the interviews aren't supposed to be about me, but uh, so back in 2005, I also was a young buck who wanted to do as much for Christ as I as I could. And I started a I started a Christian metal magazine uh, called the Centurion Outpost. Right. And um, I did CD reviews for bands. And I remember giving bands like a free pass. Like, you know, like, like, like if they had good Christian lyrics, I'd be all like, right. You know, the music makes me want to throw myself into like a wood chipper, but you know, I, you know, they, they, you know, they're, they're representing the Lord. So like, right. Maybe this music is for somebody. Right. And so I would give them like good reviews, even though I didn't want to. And then I remember a few years later uh, when that magazine was gone, I started working for a, uh, for a website called untombed. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, so I, I did some, I, yeah, I did some interview or not interviews, but I did uh, some CD reviews for untombed. I think I reviewed like a demon hunter album and like a few other things. And um, <laughs> yeah. So one of them, I did an algebra, uh, which algebra school. Oh yeah. I, I like, I like that dude. Speaking Logan of like plays, uh, Logan plays for them now. He yeah. plays drums for them now. So yeah. yeah, talk about a band that had very humble beginnings. That's like now a very respected yeah, band, like in that genre. Yeah, but Eric um, is Eric is like a brother to me. I love that guy. He's <laughs> awesome guy, man. <laughs> um, yeah, a hundred percent. I'm 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 a big fan. Um, I really yeah. like it. I like, really like all of his stuff. And uh, I but I remember I did an interview for or not an interview. God, I keep saying interviews. I didn't use to do interviews. You did a review. Yeah, I did a review of an album. By a band called, uh, and I'm just gonna say because it it's statute of limitations. Okay. This is a long time ago. I was in college when when all this happened, and so uh, it, they were called like My Darkest Time, mm-hmm. and they were like a doom metal like sort of sort of band or whatever. And it's weird it because yeah. some somebody from the band sent a promo version of the album to Untombed to review. Sure. And then uh, David, the guy that was running the magazine, uh, he sent me a message and said, hey, uh, I know you're like our extreme metal guy, so um, can you review this? And I did, and it was the very first time I ever did an honest review. I was like, the, you know, the, the guitar playing is, is not great. The, the, good, the, like the, the riffs are out of sync with the drums. And like they could have fixed this in post production. I don't know why they didn't. You know, like it's it's weird that it that it sounds so disjointed. Uh, I like the dude's vocals. I like the idea that they had behind the album, and I really want to like this album, but ultimately I just don't. Right. Like ultimately, there are things that are too distracting about it that I don't like. So we published that review. Like hit, you know, like I turned it in. Uh, the dude running the magazine hit hit publish you know like it was it was all good and mm-hmm. uh then it wasn't like the dude right. reached back he, out to uh, us and was like i don't know how you got this album ahead of time <laughs> and we were like dude somebody from wait, your wait, band wait. send it to us you know like we like thought I it was all for four straight days no <laughs> yeah we thought it was all good <laughs> you know and he um he was just like, take it down. You take, and I think ultimately the guy that ran the magazine did end up taking it down. Uh, and I think after that, I was done. I think that, that was like the last, um, that was the last review I did. Uh, like, sure. 
published because I was just like, no, dude, if you're not going to let me be honest, like the, then we're never going to get anywhere. Like these Christian bands are never going to get better mm-hmm. if 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 people don't like say it, you know. And um, it's not to be mean. It's not to be anything like that. Yeah, so like I, I what I'm saying is like I jive with what you're saying, you know, right. as far as like 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 that feeling of like feeling like feeling pressured to give mm-hmm. something a good review, even if you don't mm-hmm. feel in your heart that it's like really what what it should be, right? You know, so like I, I, yeah. I get that. I've I've lived through that. Yeah, I just didn't want to be like I didn't want to be a jerk because I'd interacted with that guy before and I'd talked to him. He was a nice guy. It's just one of those things. It was like, oh well, I'll just I'll just do this, and it uh, it cost me that it cost me that position if I had to guess, and I uh, totally understandable. Um, so I mean that's kind of a point for Andy Vision though, right? They they wanted to make sure you were being. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Honest. But at the same time, I also understand your position of like, sure. I don't want to like upset one of my friends. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's hard mm-hmm. like that. Absolutely. It's, it's a weird line, but I guess that's kind of what you're, you're putting yourself out there for. You know what I mean? So, but anyhow, uh, right after that, talking to all the nozzle guys, I'm like, man, I got let go from Indivision. Uh, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And uh, Logan had been in contact with Christian at the metal onslaught. He goes, you know what? Uh, Christian's looking for writers right now. Why don't you contact him? And so literally five days after I was let go from Andy vision, I started working for uh, the metal onslaught and I've been there for four years. Dude, that's so great. I love that. It worked out. It really did. Yeah. And I'm, I'm I'm very much I'm very happy being with that uh, magazine. I don't write as much as I used to because I you know stuff comes you, up. You got stuff going on, yeah. Yeah, stuff going on. So, uh, but it's been it's been a great it's been a great experience getting to talk to people and you know get free stuff <laughs> free stuff here and there. Hey, uh, but yeah, everybody loves free stuff. Exactly, you know. Uh, but no, it's just, it's cool. I've made a lot of great relationships, uh, through that and got involved with that kind of family. And, uh, it's funny. I actually got to finally meet Christian, uh, this last summer in person, he came to kingdom come festival, uh, and we played there. So it was really nice to get to see him in in person and, you know, just talk. (laughs) So what, what's it been like, you know, getting, getting to play out? Um, have you gotten to play out since the 2020 annoyingness? Yeah. Um, not much, but yes, we played out, um, three times, three times last year or this year. Um, yeah, this year's almost over. So it's, yeah, it's hard to remember. We didn't play out much this year. Uh, we played out at, at kingdom come festival. like I said, uh, and we played at, I booked a show in Evansville at this place called the venue with brutality. Um, brutality. Yeah. Dude, they were, they were on point. I talk about 13 year old kids. They're great in music. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Dude, I took my little brother with me. I'm like, dude, you got to see this. He'd never been to a concert before. And that was his first show was my band and brutality. And that kid was blown away. I bet. I bet. <laughs> yeah, man. But we played those two and we played uh, a little fest, like a little local festival out here called uh, Hawesville Massacre 2 out in Kentucky. So 
that's all we got to play out this year. Um, our main focus was on the album uh, and just getting everything ready to go with that final touches and getting press stuff ready to go. All that stuff. I'm we're finally like, there's finally kind of a division of labor now in the band because Logan started it. He was everything like final say on everything. And now we're kind of slowly fading into this division of labor. Um, so I've kind of taken on like press and marketing of the band and things of that nature. Um, so, and, and a little bit of booking here too. I, <laughs> there was a show. I tried to get us on a couple shows, um, some bigger shows lately that it has not quite <laughs> gone in my favor, but I'm going to keep emailing people and see what I can do for next year. So for sure. People are starving for entertainment. You're going to find, right. So I can say, I can say that next year we have, uh, one local show at, uh, in Evansville, uh, at the venue. Like I said, didn't get to play much this last year, but we're working on stuff for next year. Mostly what I've found is we're more of a festival band because the guys, everybody else is significantly older than me. Um, and most of the, all of them are married and most of them have kids. Uh, I am very single and ready to mingle. And, uh, <laughs> shout out to all the <laughs> ladies that watch discuss metal hey, podcast. All four of it's you. Probably not um, that many. Yeah. Just, uh, you can Joe cut that part out. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, um, he's not so going we, to, I know he's not. <laughs> so we're, we're much more of like a one-offs and festival type band. Um, I, I know we would like to do a tour at some point. If if it were if it were with the right bands, we would we would make sure that would happen, sort of thing. Let's talk about this record for a second. Absolutely. When's this record coming out? So it was supposed to come out uh, on Black Friday, and it got pushed back. But it will be coming Boo! out. I agree. So, yeah, that's. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna blame anybody. It just it just happened that it had to get pushed back. But uh, it'll be coming out December 17th now. Okay. Um, the album is called Maniacal Entropic Discordium. I'm having to teach myself that that's what it's called. <laughs> it's not the worst title I've ever heard. Yeah, no, it's well, good. Well, no, it, it is good. It's just we had a different title for it for a long time. And then just one day, Logan's like, hey, we're calling it this now. I'm like... Well, that's not easy to remember. It we was were just going to call it mud, but now yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah, no, it was just entropy instead of in that, that whole thing. Instead of maniacal entropic discordium. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was just called entropy, which we have a song called entropy on the album, but it was just called entropy. And now I have to remember, oh yeah, it's like that. Those three long words that only one of them's like a real word that, yeah, that, <laughs> Well, I listened to it and uh, I I enjoyed it quite a bit while I was smoking meat. And, right. um, and I, I know will, you don't just say that. <laughs> I know you don't. Just I don't say just that, say that. No, that, that and, means a lot. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I found it to be a very pleasant listen and I'll be listening to it more, even if it is a little on the longer side, which, as you all guys all know, I only like albums that are like 25 minutes long. Yeah. Uh, but I think in this which, case, uh, it's it's totally fine. And Our album came in at, at exactly 80 minutes with that cover too. Bro, so. bro. I mean, come on. 
but it's fine. If you guys want to hear my full review on this album, uh, we will have it on the discography discussion, Patreon, probably within the next month. We're going to wait until after it comes out, uh, to do that. So that we don't tell you that an album's great and then you can't buy it anywhere. So, you know, we want to make sure that you at least have that going for you. So, uh, you can check that out at a later time. I'll retroactively go back on this video and add the link to that, you know, whenever we do it, but, uh, first sure. impressions were good. First That's impressions good. Were, were were positive, and uh, and I really enjoyed it. I like I like the thing that I liked the most was just the mix of influences. Mm-hmm. Because like at first I was kind of like, is this just gonna, is this just going to be black metal? And then it wasn't. Like it no. did. It does have that. There is black yes. metal in there, but uh, it's not. It's not all that different than what bands like Extol were doing, right? Uh, back in the day of mixing kind of this like black metal and death metal sort of. Sort sort mm-hmm. sort of sound, and I, I don't know. I really enjoy that. I like the, I like the 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 super extreme vocal, and um, you know, yeah. It's like, I'm not going to do a track by track, but like I, I did, sure. I, I enjoyed the album, and I feel like uh, I feel like there's a lot of potential for you guys to get better opportunities, uh, based on this. I'm hoping so because now <laughs> people are going to be like, okay, this is like a serious, a serious yeah. thing, like like a serious sincere it's, effort right and i cannot tell you how sincere it is um we all went through some hard stuff while dealing with it um just like just recently we've been dealing with a lot of like hard personal stuff um even before this album's come out we you know a lot of stuff happened uh we lost friends along the way so it's it's been a it was a tough process and uh I, a lot of the songs I think capture that fairly well, like uh soul wretch, man. Uh, that song took us like 45 minutes total to re- write and record. Uh, so um, it, it went so quickly and I honestly don't remember recording it. <laughs> like I was so zoned out from what I was dealing with at the time. And uh, it, it was, it, it came out how it did and I'm I'm very proud of it. So um yeah. Well maybe after it comes out we can sit down and do like a track by track or something yeah. and and kinda kinda dig into it because I am interested and I'm gonna be listening quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. I'd be I'd love to do that. And you might it, Logan might be better suited for like the for that for bring, like him, the al- bring him along. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because we'll he wrote he wrote uh every song on there lyrically except for the last uh for uh except for the cover and for uh obtaining tranquility i i wrote that one and he helped write it so that's awesome yeah, yeah we'll we'll do it time. yeah bring him along yeah, it'll be great um so what what's the release date you said december 17th december 17th okay. 2021 i think awesome <laughs> we'll try to remember to make a post if i if i don't remember just just remind okay. me um, but yeah, uh, Mason, thank you so much, man. This is, this was a lot of fun and I, and I, I wanted to kind of dig into some of this stuff and, um, kind of get the history of like what, what's what, as far as this style of music goes and, uh, with a lot of the people that, uh, are, are that I know you guys have fans, you guys have a, a really good following and I, I love yeah. that. Um, it's, I love to see that it's honestly, it's, it's very humbling and it's very weird like I remember I have a friend who lives in Australia and he's, you know, 
he's one of our biggest fans. Apparently he's talking about getting a tattoo of our band name on him. And to me, that is just so mind blowing that somebody I've never met in person, like all the way across the world knows who I am, talks to me. And like we're best friends and is willing to get a tattoo. With so my he doesn't know about that pop punk oh. album you guys were talking about making. Oh, wait, hang on a second. Okay. How'd that get out? Let me check the, I don't remember sending out a press release about that. So, Oh no. Uh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> That's classified information, sir. Oops. Cats <laughs> out of the bag. Wait, watch out for it. It's called, Whoa, Whoa. It's coming out, you know, next year. It's going to be, it's going to be full of whoa, woes. You know? That's all it is. It's There's no other lyrics. It's just whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, Maybe just a oh. Yeah, that, there are a couple of those. That's so, you perfect. Know, times. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you got this in the bag. Mason, thank you so much, man. We will, uh, like I said, we'll circle back and do, um, you know, we'll, we'll do like kind of an, al- an album kind of overview whenever we get a chance to, but um it's definitely, you know, as I've said plenty of times, uh, you know, in this, uh, in this, you know, and, and I'll get into it in my Patreon review. But uh, overall, I think that you should listen to this album because as I'm going to get into, it's good. <laughs> so <laughs> so make sure to check it out. And uh, yeah, so we'll have a link in the show notes. Check out at Symphony of Heaven. Check out everything they've got going on. And we will see you guys next time on the Discuss Metal Podcast. Yeah. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it, man. This has been Discuss Metal with Mason Beard from Symphony of Heaven. Presented by DiscussMetal.com.